Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joseph Armacost. Did you have a middle name? Yeah, Murray. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, yeah, Murray from Captain James Murray in the uh, Revolutionary War. Yes, that's I like Joseph Murray Armacost. That's very impressive. James, <laughs> my grandfather, God rest the man's soul. His name was uh, his name was Clifford. Clifford. Hey, Clifford. You don't meet many Cliffs anymore. No. That's kind of one of those names like Bertha that has uh, gone away. Yeah. Uh, Agnes. You know names that uh, we don't really use that much anymore. Clara. Uh, but my that's yeah Clara yeah. exactly. That my brother. That's my brother's middle name uh, Clifford. So Joseph. Joseph Clifford. But Murray. That's a that's a unique name. That's a power name. Joseph Murray. <laughs> Joseph Murray. <laughs> yeah. It does sound quite oh, yeah, sophisticated. Brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks a lot, folks, for again making this in last week and yesterday's wow. show and the day before. I mean, we're breaking records every day now, thanks to you, so we really appreciate it. All right, let me get right into right. it. The Gowdy uh, debacle has blown up. Listen, I'm not taking credit for this because there's no credit to be taken. It's an awful, a horrible incident that happened. Gowdy's appearance that we addressed yesterday on the show yeah. on Fox News was a total debacle. It was disgraceful. It was a propaganda opportunity for the police state leftists and their Democrat allies and swamp rat Republicans looking to take down Donald Trump. Uh, just to be clear, if you missed yesterday's episode, uh, Republican Trey Gowdy appeared on uh, the Martha McCallum show two nights ago and suggested that the FBI did everything kind of by the book and everything the way the Americans would want them to, which was an abhorrent, disgusting, disturbing, completely out of line, ridiculous comment, not based in fact at all. So the backlash against Gowdy has been substantial, which, uh, you know, we we initiated yesterday morning. But I mean, I'm not going to We listen. The backlash was going to happen anyway. We're just usually first because we record early. Yeah. yeah. Um, and by the way, if you missed it, if you missed Mark Levin's radio program last night, I did. And, and the utter dismantling of Trey Gowdy's nonsensical appearance on Fox News, <laughs> I will include in the show notes today a conservative review clip uh, and embedded in there is a, is Mark's 15 minute or so piece dismantling just about every claim made by Gowdy in masterful fashion. Please listen to it. It's at Conservative Review, and I'll put it in the show notes today. Go check it out. Hat tip to Levin for just annihilating those ridiculous comments. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. You know, I'm a big supporter of these guys. Yeah. They were one of my first sponsors. Their new product, Field of Greens. Well, it's not so much new anymore, relatively new. Field of Greens is one of the best products out there. You know, we know now the, the, the research, the common sense portion of it, you've been told this forever, that fruits and vegetables are the key to a long, healthy, productive, cognitively efficient life. You want to keep your brain together, your body together, your muscles together. You want to be free from disease and live a healthy life. The key to doing that is a healthy diet, exercise, and copious amounts of fruits and vegetables. Mm. It's not easy to eat all your fruits and vegetables, so Brickhouse Nutrition has the solution for you. They put together a product I practically begged them to put together. I would have put it together myself if I had the production capabilities. I said, you need a fruit and vegetable uh, supplement powder, but it's got to be real food, no extracts. And that's what they did. So go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up Field of Greens today. This is real food, real ground up fruits and vegetables. 
you know, they take out the water, they dehydrate it. So, you know, most of the fruits and vegetables are water anyway. But that way you get the incredible bevy of nutrients, the micronutrients in there that are going to just reinvigorate you. This I've never felt better than I do when I'm on this stuff. Go give it a shot. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up Field of Greens today. Okay. All right. Um, as predicted with Trey Gowdy's assistance, thankfully uh, leaving the position of congressman in South Carolina after that debacle yesterday. As we predicted, Joe, the Democrats were going to start backing away like that Homer Simpson gif on Twitter. For those of you who've seen it, when Homer Simpson backs away into the bushes, the Democrats were going to start to back away from the Trump collusion narrative. On Remember what we talked about the other day, the mutually assured destruction? Oh, yeah. How the Democrats are now panicking because the Republicans are turning the table on them and using the same tactics, media, special counsel tactics um, against them. Oh, crap. That's right. That is, that's right. You're darn right that they were using against uh, disingenuously against Trump. They are now starting to panic. They fear that this is going to be, and again, it's not me. I'm not using war analogies. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> if you listen to the show the other day, you'll understand. There was an email that went out from a group that is a very prominent group that gives advice to people in the financial arena about geopolitics and said that the, yeah. a lot of people in D.C. are starting to panic right now on the Democrat side because they feel like the tables are turning. Like they put together this entire effort to dismantle and impeach the Trump team based on a Russian collusion story that was fake. And they thought the media, their lapdog, bootlicking, Pravda, liberal media suckers, surgically attached to the caboose of the Democrat Party, they thought the media, as they've done in the past, would be able to overwhelm the Trump team with this nonsense narrative and get them to either step aside, I don't know, get the impeachment narrative going, get a 25th Amendment uh, thing going. Mm. But they thought they would be able to get rid of Trump. It hasn't happened. Not only has it not happened, Joe, the poll numbers have turned in the opposite direction. Right. <laughs> Nelson Muntz moment. The poll numbers have turned against the Democrats because they've spent nearly two years lying to the American people now about something everyone in America knows is true. The Russian collusion narrative is a joke. It's a total farce. So... The point of my show the other day, it's important. I'm not trying to redo the show, but it's important we understand where we are in light of what happened with Gowdy. Gowdy is a part of the reset, whether he knows it or not. The reset now is to insist to people that this was never an investigation of the Trump oh. campaign. Wait, wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you go, Joe. Joe almost fell off the chair. Oh. Like literally almost fell off the chair. The new reset is going to be, Joe, this was never about Trump. Bank on it. Take this check to the bank. Cash it, baby. Cash this check. Cash it. I hear it. I hear you. I hear it. I hear you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Now I know where it's the, going. I got it. Do you remember what we said the other day on the show again? Go back and listen to the Mutually Assured Destruction mm -hmm. Show. That's the title of it. The Democrats are now understanding that they could be destroyed mm. by these very same tactics. Why is that? Because Donald Trump has cojones made of pure, unadulterated titanium. And he has used his Twitter account to become a de facto media in and of itself. 
While the left-leaning media has become a propaganda outlet for the left, Donald Trump has used his massive Twitter following and his ability to drive the narrative by just tweeting something because the media has to cover it. Why? Because he's the president of the United States. They don't have a choice. You can't ignore it. You have to cover the tweets. He's the president. So by endlessly tweeting out the truth, I was spied on, Spygate, Spygate, Spygate. The media is in a corner. They're surgically attached to the caboose of the Democrat Party, and they're all in a panic because the, the, the narrative they intended, Joe, collusion, collusion, Trump's a traitor, treasonous activity. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. Impeach him, the 25th Amendment. Have him resign. None of it's working. Matter of fact, it's having the opposite effect. Polls are turning for the generic midterm ballot in favor of the Republicans. I didn't get that wrong. And the media, the bootlicking Pravda media is in an absolute panic. Now they're worried that the very same tactics they used on Trump are being turned on them. (laughs) So they're looking for a retreat. Listen, this is an important show. Yes. You have to understand what's going on right now to understand what happened with Gowdy. Yeah. Gowdy was a part of the tactical Homer Simpson retreat into the bushes, peace with honor approach, to quote that email we saw the other day. That's their war analogy, not mine. So don't freak out, liberal goons. The analogy in the email was, okay, mutually assured destruction. You're going to destroy us and Trump. We're going to destroy you too. Uh Uh-oh, now it's starting to work. How do we get out of this? We get out of it through peace with honor. We will now go back and say, well, this was never really about Trump, but do us a favor, please, please, please. We'll offer a piece, an olive branch, but please don't investigate this spy scandal anymore. Why, Joe? Because it's horrifying for the Democrats. Yeah, boy. Yeah, baby, yeah. (laughs) This story is the IG report, the government internal affairs report about DOJ and FBI misconduct during the Clinton investigation is not even out yet, and the Democrats and the media are panicking. So the peace with honor, air quotes there, tactical retreat by the Democrats is going to be this. Here's our olive branch. Mm. We're going to come out and say this was never about Trump. You are going to leave us alone on Spygate. Do you understand this? Please understand before I go forward. This is the deal in D.C. right now. And somehow, Gowdy, either wittingly or unwittingly, was baited into this. I can't get in his head. I don't know his motives. I don't care about his motives. I just know what he did. And what he did was so dumb, it defies explanation. Gowdy is part of the peace with honor approach. The peace with honor approach, again, before I go forward, because if you don't understand this, the rest of this show will be make absolutely no sense. The Democrats know they are busted. The Spygate controversy has been exposed. They spied on the Trump team. They've now invented four or five different stories why they spied on the Trump team. Now they are going to horse trade with them. They're going to say, you leave us alone on this Spygate debacle, and we will in turn, Ray, here you go. You're darn right. Yeah. We will in turn no more, no longer make allegations 
that Trump was at the heart of this collusion thing. We'll say it was investigation into the Russians. Oh, the Russians only. It just intersected the Trump team. I don't know, by, mista- by mistake. It was an accident that they intersected with the Trump team. Now, the Democrats, and the problem with the Democrats is they can't get away from their own reporting. They also can't get away from the historical record of what happened in the case. The Comey, Clapper, Brennan, Nexus of Idiots, the three dopes, <laughs> have created a record of testimony and media appearances because they can't shut up. As Sean Hannity appropriately warned them a long time ago, get a lawyer, shut up, get off the air, you idiots. One idiot goes on a book tour, the other idiot's on Meet the Depressed every weekend, and the other idiot's a CNN contributor. Laying down the groundwork for their stupidity in a public forum that can be YouTubed at any time. (laughs) So now, again, the peace with honor approach, leave us alone on the spying stuff because we don't want to be exposed for the horrors we did. We will now no longer make the case that this was a case against the Trump campaign. We'll say it was a case against the Russians. Oh, what do I have here? Oh, what do I have? Oh, looky here. Looky here. Our good friend Andy McCarthy at National Review coming through in the clutch again. This guy is the David Poppy Ortiz of clutch hitters. Big Andy. He's been on Joe's show a few times as well, CBM. I'll have his piece up at National Review. You are doing yourself and the community a disservice if you don't read this piece. I'm sorry. I love you to death. Read it. It'll be at the show notes. If you don't want to click on my website, don't care. Go to National Review and read it. Really. I don't need the clicks. I don't need the money. It's conveniently there for you. Bongino.com. Do what you want. Look it up. I tweeted it out if you want to go to Twitter. In Andy McCarthy's piece, he's like, wow, that's interesting. That they're now suggesting it was never about Trump. Remember, Joe, peace with honor here. Was it about Trump? No, guys, it was about the Russians. Don't talk about the spy. Here is Jim Comey's testimony from March of 2017. Again, hat tip, Andy Poppy Ortiz McCarthy. Jim Comey in March. I have been authorized by the Department of Justice to confirm that the FBI, as part of our counterintelligence mission, is investigating the Russian government's efforts to intervene, uh, excuse me, interfere in the 2016 presidential election. And that includes investigating the nature of any leaks between individuals associated with the Trump campaign and the Russian government and whether there was any coordination between the campaign and Russia's efforts. Wait, 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 how is that? How is that, Joe? We were just told by former federal prosecutor Trey Gowdy, who was so confident in his appearance on Martha McCown that this can't be true. Yeah, notice that. We were just told this was not an investigation into Trump. By the way, that was the other part of his appearance that was left out by the media. We were just told by Gowdy the FBI did it right. And that this is not an investigation into Trump. Let me read that sentence again. Jim Comey. That includes investigating the nature of any links between individuals associated with the Trump campaign and the Russian government and whether there was any coordination between the campaign and Russia's efforts. Russia's uh, efforts. Uh, What? We also have Jim Clapper. 
acknowledging, again, the three idiots, Comey, Clapper, and Brennan, the three dopes who coordinated this Spygate debacle, we have Comey now acknowledging, this is on the record, folks. Yeah. You can go look this testimony up on YouTube. It's not hard. Was he intoxicated? Jim Comey, this is on the record. This guy's in Congress? Does he not remember this? Rubio, another one, too. I'm embarrassed I voted for this guy. I don't know what happened. It's all good, fellas. Nothing to see here. Thanks, Marco. We appreciate it. What are you, running for president 2020? Oh, wait, you, let me, wait, that was for a second, you, you're tuning into this show for the first time. You thought this was a Republican show. <laughs> you got the wrong show. Wrong. This is a conservative show. Yeah. You want a Republican show, believe me, they're out there. You want a show about the truth, conservatism, and liberty, you come here. Unlike the bootlicking Pravda media and the hacks in the inside of D.C., I don't know who they're getting paid off by. I'm talking about not the politicians per se, but the people on the periphery that make their money leeching off D.C. I don't care. I work out of my house in Florida and got out of the D.C. cancerous bubble, and I'm, it's the happiest day of my life. May get Joe out of there soon, too. Hopefully. Soon, baby. <laughs> and you'll find it is liberating. I don't care about these hacks. If you're a hack with an R in front of your name, you're a hack. If you're a hack with a D in front of your name, you're a hack with a D in front of your name. The D or the R makes no difference to me. What this guy did was an epic level of stupidity. He could have read Comey's own testimony. Of course the Trump team was being investigated. But Gowdy, either wittingly or unwittingly, is part of the tactical peace with honor retreat. We're not going to mention the Trump investigation. You guys are going to leave us alone on Spygate. Whether he knows it or not, I will use a Ren and Stimpy reference. The land of the left socks, where they go, nobody knows. (laughs) Nobody knows what was in Gowdy's head because I'm not Gowdy. But I can tell you with 100% certainty that what Gowdy did was absolutely ridiculous. He made two statements. Trump is an under investigation, or Trump wasn't the focus of the investigation. It's it's utter nonsense. Clap, Clapper also, by the way, and Brennan. Let me get to that in a second. Mm. That assertion has been refuted by te- open testimony. We've already seen Comey acknowledge Trump's campaign was under investigation. Gowdy, that's just an outright fabrication. Secondly, the FBI did everything by the book. What, spying on a campaign? Clapper's already acknowledged in media appearances that it was a spy. Remember Clapper's appearance on The View? Yeah, Yeah, it was a spy, Joe, but I don't really like that word spy. But we should thank uh, the Trump team should thank us for spying. We should. So this is what we do in a constitutional republic now to settle political differences. We employ the police state, intelligence community, police state symbiosis to get in to infiltrate political campaigns during campaign season. We should thank them for it. Do you understand the sickness, the disease these guys have? They know they're caught. They know they're caught. 
They are desperate to make the whole story go away now. And they're doing it. They're going to say, oh, it wasn't Trump. Peace, fellas. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you. Peace out. Have a good night. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to the concert. Hey, you haven't played any music yet. Thanks for coming out. Peace out, folks. Thank you. Have a nice night. Uh, uh, okay. Can you play a song? No, no, we're good. Thank you. Thank you. I went to see the Cranberries once in concert. Yeah. God rest the soul, old Dolores there, right? Yeah. I went to go see the Cranberries once. Imagine coming on stage. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Have a great night, folks. Uh, what? You're going to play? No, no, no music. No music. <laughs> The music here is the investigate. They don't want the Spygate investigation to start. And they are absolutely desperate, Joseph, to have this thing go away. Thank you. Have a good night, folks. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. It was never an investigation into Trump ever, despite the fact that the FBI director said otherwise. Now, I'm going to explain to you what's happening right now in a 30,000 foot view. So it makes sense because the Mifsud uh, yesterday was a little wonky, but people loved it. The show did well, but I want to explain to you from a 30,000 foot view, why the, uh, the Dems are desperate, critical mass of desperation right now. Good, 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 good. Yeah. To make the entire, it's not just about the spy Joe, right? Yes. The spy story is horrible to them. And that's why they're running away from the word spy. They're running away from any inquiries into what exactly Halper did. They're running away from a lot of this stuff. But I want to explain to you the bigger narrative, the bigger problem and why the Democrats are in a pure panic right now. And it involves, again, paragraph one. All right. Before we get to that, man crates Father's Day. I know a lot of you are panicking. Honestly, my kids are panicking, too. It's Father's Day. What do I get, Dad? What do you get for dudes? Dudes. Dudes are the... Remember the... Was it the Rob Schneider clip? Dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. The thousand ways to say dude. What do you get for dudes? No idea. How do you know what to get for dudes? I don't know. I don't even know what to get for dudes. I got guy friends. Uh, actually, I don't have a lot of guy friends. Besides Joe and my friend Brian. I don't have a lot of guy friends, but I do have some friends. Yeah. I never leave my house. That's why. Me either. And I don't trust anyone ever. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. It's an old Secret Service guy. I think everybody's like up to something, you know. But the guy friends I do have, it's hard to shop for them. Here's the problem with Father's Day, right? Dad isn't going to tell you what to get him. We know that. Truth is, Dad doesn't even know what he wants half the time. I know what he wants. This Father's Day, give him a gift he is guaranteed to love with man crates. We love man crates. Hand-picked and packaged gifts for every type of dad. Like the knife-making kit for the hands-on dad. Or the whiskey appreciation crate for fathers who like the finer things. Most gifts ship in a sealed wooden crate with a crowbar. They're not kidding. This isn't a joke. So he gets to pry his man crate open in front of everyone. You're going to love it, by the way. It took me, I think, five to six minutes to get it. It was, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> I love the thing. When is the last time you gave your dad a gift he needed a crowbar to open? <laughs> With man crates, you're giving dad more than a gift. You're giving him a gift experience unlike any other. That's right. Plus, and they're not messing around here. Every man crate comes with 100% satisfaction guarantee. You know why? Because they know you're going to love it. I'll be honest with you. The guarantee, they'll give it to you, but it's useless. You're never going to send the stuff back because you're going to love it. I got two. I got lucky. <laughs> they gave me two freebies. Right. The salami bouquet is my personal favorite, by the way. Get your special Father's Day discount today at mancrates.com slash Dan. Mancrates.com slash Dan. This is a limited time offer only for Father's Day. So go today. 
That's mancrates.com slash Dan. Mancrates.com slash Dan. Folks, I would, I'm not messing around with you. I know how this industry works. Been in it a long time with sponsors. I'm telling you, Man Crates is pretty money. They are awesome. Go check it out. You won't be disappointed. See there. Go to mancrates.com slash Dan. Check out all the gifts they have. You will find something for dad there. I promise you. Okay. Let me just set up a simple premise first, and I'll give you the details you need in a moment. Here is why everybody in the Democrat Party, the Pravda media, and the Swamp Rat Republicans are now in a panic and backing away from the story that this was about Trump the whole time. Remember, it was used as a way to impeach Trump for the longest time, Joe. Yeah. Look, Trump colluded with the Russians. Now that they can't impeach him, and now that this collusion with the Russians narrative is dead, they're afraid now it's going to backfire on them. And how is it going to backfire on them? Because it's now clear as day that paragraph one, in other words, for you regular listeners, you know what that means. But for those who are tuning in for the first time, how this case against Donald Trump, the weaponization of our FBI, our Central Intelligence Agency and foreign intelligence partners to go after and target a presidential candidate in a presidential election, how this case was started, it's becoming clearer by the day was based on fake information. What? Yeah, darn right. Now, the fake information, this is not new news, but it's becoming now obvious that this is the the hassle. The hassle and the the conflict and all the nonsense going on right now is about what? It is about the dossier. The dossier was a series of memos put together by a British spy named Christopher Steele working at the behest of the Hillary Clinton campaign. They put together a bunch of steel, a bunch of memos based on false information put together by Russian sources, which looks right now to be a Russian disinformation campaign to sow chaos in the United States. These memos form the basis of the investigation into Trump because the entire collusion narrative about Trump uh, property ownership in Moscow, Trump surrogates traveling to Moscow to arrange deals. Keep in mind, this is unverified garbage. A lot of this stuff has been uh, debunked. It's nonsense. The dossier and the fact that the collusion narrative existed only exists because of the dossier. Please understand this. This is going to explain why the Democrats are in desperate, this was never about Trump, retreat mode. Because one, it was about Trump. I just read to you Jim Comey's own testimony saying it was about Trump. It was about Trump. Why are they running away? Because the fact that it was about Trump, Joe, which we know, I read to you Comey's own words, was based on the fact that a series of memos put together by his political opponent said it was about Trump. And those memos are false. (laughs) Folks. uh, Do you understand why the origin story keeps changing here? The origin story of how this started has now changed yet again. I want to hat tip again the Undercover Huber account on Twitter. It's at Undercover Huber. This, I don't know who this guy or woman is, but their information is staggeringly good. And he has a great way of compiling screenshots of the left-wing media's own reporting. He has a thread that they sent to me yesterday on Twitter on the new narrative. Remember... How did the case really start? Hmm. A series of fake memos by Hillary's team about fake information about Trump. Nobody wants to admit that now. 
Because now, Joe, the real story is we spied on the Trump team based on a bunch of false information provided by their political opponent. Nobody wants to admit this. They can't admit it. They're panicking that this story is going to come out. Now does the Gowdy meeting make sense? Probably not, but let me explain it to you. The whole Martha McCallum interview on Fox where Gowdy said, oh, it wasn't about Trump. Don't worry. And the FBI did everything kind of by the numbers. No worries here. Everybody go away. All right. The Gowdy appearance on Fox was after a meeting at DOJ between Gowdy and other congressmen, Nunes included, about the EC, the original document containing paragraph one of why this case started. The FBI, folks, is hiding it. They will not give Congress the oversight um, entities looking at what happened here. They won't give them the information. Paragraph one is still a mystery. Now, you may say, Well, Dan, if Gowdy went to DOJ with other members of Congress to look at paragraph one and they saw it and then he went on Martha McCallum and said, oh, nothing to see here. They weren't investigating Trump and the FBI did everything by the book. Then what are your what's the problem? The whole thing goes away. Nothing really happened. Well, oh, well, I have another fascinating piece by Molly Hemingway in The Federalist up at the show notes today. I'd like you to read Molly. Always knocking it out. Yeah, man. He didn't see the documents. Wait, 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 Dan. Let me get this what? straight. You're telling me Gowdy goes right, right. Gowdy goes to DOJ to read how the investigation started, which I'm telling you is going to trouble everyone because it started based on a series of fake memos from the Hillary team as a reason to spy on the Trump team. They demand access. Gowdy goes over to DOJ. They don't show him this. He hasn't seen the documents. He then comes back. I don't know what he was told over there. I'm not trying to get in his head. I'm not going to make hyperbolic allegations. I don't know what happened. All I'm telling you is between that that appearance at DOJ, that meeting, and Martha McCallum's show, Gowdy lost his mind. He didn't even see the documents. How does he know this? Folks. The real question here, as Andy McCarthy points out in his wonderful piece, is not even were they investigating Trump. It's were they monitoring Trump and was that monitoring subject to FBI assets and an investigation based on fake information. And that is the question they're trying to get away from. Why? Folks, it's not just that these memos that comprise this dossier It's not simply that these memos were used as a predicate to spy on an opposition political campaign. Fake memos by an actual former British spy paid by the Clintons. The problem that Democrats have, and I'm I'm sorry if you've heard this before, but it's critical you understand this is all about the, the peace with honor tactical retreat that Democrats are trying to make. Do not let them. Do not let them. Chase them way right off the battlefield. The false memos were not only used to start an FBI investigation, but let me just give you an alternate scenario. Maybe this will make sense. If I'm a Secret Service agent, someone walks into my office with fake information on Joe Armacost, and rather than me doing the right thing and vetting the information first, I go and start a case, open up a case file against Joe. 
mistake, probably unethical, but it can be remedied without any real, probably civil remedies by Joe, uh, Joe suing me, by me just saying, Joe, hey, listen, um, you know, we, we investigated it. There's nothing there. We're going to close the case. You know, my bad administrative, uh, you know, administrative error on our part. Close the case out, right? All right. That would be bad enough. Yeah. The FBI would have started a case based on false memos, just like I said I would start a case against you. Mm -hmm. But, Joe, if I go into court and I use the false information against Joe Armacost to swear out a warrant to search your house, oh, boy, am I in a world of trouble. Yeah, that's bull****. You're darn right. Ladies and gentlemen, the information contained in the fake steel memos, that what we know is the dossier, was the very basis. We know this now because of the House and Senate investigations. They've seen those documents. The information in the memos, the dossier, was sworn to in a warrant in a FISA court used to spy on terrorists. They can't get away from this. So what are they doing? I'll get to the undercover Hubert thing in a minute. I'm yeah. not trying to lose you here. I just wanted to make sense. Cool. The, the tweets cool. won't make sense we're without this. Good. Yeah, we're good. The dossier was sworn to in court. They can't run away from it. They can't close the case. They can't say it was never about Trump. Tactical retreat. Peace with honor. There's no peace with honor. You swore to this in court. You lied. You raised your right hand and said this is true when it was false. So now that they know it's false, the dossier was false, and it was sworn to in a warrant in court. FBI agents' names are on this. FISA court judges' names are on this. They are desperately trying to run away from the dossier. That is the paragraph one origin story, period. We spied on Trump because of fake documents. Full stop. That's the origin story. That's what they're hiding from Gowdy. That's what Gowdy's desperate to make go away now, apparently, by his appearance on Martha McCallum. Oh, it wasn't about Trump. Because the dossier, Joe, was about who? Trump! That's what, that's the retreat. No, it wasn't about Trump. No, no, it was about the, the Russians. Really? It was about the Russians? Is that what paragraph one says? Paragraph one. We read fake memos and spied on Trump. That's paragraph one. That's what they're hiding. That's what they won't show Gowdy. Which begs the question, what the hell was he talking about on Martha McCallum? They swore to the warrant, folks. Making it even worse is a fundamental misunderstanding of how the warrant process and probable cause works. You need to understand this. When you swear to a warrant in court to establish a level of evidence necessary to spy on someone, criminal or even in a counterintelligence case in an American citizen where you have to establish probable cause that it's a foreign agent and a foreign working someone working on behalf of a foreign agent and in violation of U.S. law. Mm -hmm. The way probable cause works is think about it as bits of information. One bit, two bit, three bit, four bit. And let's say you have to meet a 10 bit threshold of information to get probable cause. Cool. We're with you. Good. Because this is important. Right. If you have nine bits, you don't have probable cause. You may have reasonable suspicion. These are legal terms. They're not Dan Bongino terms. Right, right, right. Which allows you to do other things. 
you can engage in a Terry frisk on the street. In other words, if I see Joe on the street and I'm questioning him about an open beer container, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. I can engage in a Terry frisk on Joe for my own safety. There are other, re- if I have reasonable suspicion, whatever. Remember those old low jack alarms? Yeah. If that went off and there's been a report of a stolen car and it is reasonable suspicion that I can stop the car. There are different degrees of proof. The media, which doesn't understand this because they're largely idiots, don't understand that probable cause is one of the highest levels of proof you can get in a a pre-court proceeding. Pre-court meaning you walk in there with it. They didn't have probable cause without the dossier. You understand now why they're running from this? It wasn't about Trump. The dossier was about Trump. The dossier was the bit of information across the threshold that allowed him to spy on Trump. Therefore, if we say it wasn't about Trump, maybe people will forget about the dossier we swore to in court to spy on Trump. You getting this? And by the way, liberal Democrats and their media bootlicking Pravda goons, because that's what they are, are not telling you the truth. When they tell you, oh, you know what, Joe, the FISA, the FISA court, the dossier stuff we do. But by the way, nobody's questioning that the dossier was a critical component of this. Now they're saying, Joe, well, you know, we, we had 14 bits of information and the dossier were the plus four. So even without the dossier, Joe, we would have still had the 10 bits necessary. Uh, eh, uh-uh. Folks, that is absolutely not yeah. how the system works. No, 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 no. That is not how the system works. Why? You may say, Dan, why not? Why not just include extra stuff? You don't include extra stuff, especially in the criminal side, because that extra stuff. Now, in the FISA side, this would be, but the FBI was not going to put itself out there for unnecessary exposure and go and vet additional information they didn't have to vet to get a warrant. You don't work to get to 10 bits and say, well, let's double the work and get to 20. Right. You get to 10, and you use the warrant you got then to get to 20 later. The whole FISA warrant process is an attempt to increase your level of information past probable cause. If you had more than probable cause, Joe, you wouldn't need the FISA warrant. 10-4. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you had 14 bits of information, you wouldn't need the FISA warrant. The FISA warrant was their 10 bits. Without it, they had no bits. They were bitless. This is the problem. Yeah. This is why the Democrats are terrified. The entire basis of their case is this dossier. They have nothing else. The whole thing is a son of a bit. It's a son of a bit. <laughs> it's it's dying. In front of their eyes. Now, this undercover Huber account tweeted me something. We got to get him verified because I, I it's hard for me on Twitter to see unverified tweets sometimes. That's long and complicated. I won't bore you with the details, but it uh, it is tough for me to see because I have too many f- followers now, so it's tough for me to see stuff. But I found it because sometimes I'll, go, I'll put the show name in there to see how the show's doing. And he made an unbelievably good point, a great point, actually. The new story, Joe, now to distract from the dossier, because remember, the dossier is their entire case. Yeah. The dossier was about Trump. The tactical retreat is this was never about Trump. 
So if they allow it to stay about the dossier, it'll be obvious the whole time they spied on Trump for nothing. So now the news story is this is about the Russians. Oh, yeah. And the narrative is shift back to something we only said, Joe, what, six months ago? Yeah. That the United Kingdom and others... By the way, story when we put it out there, we were we were we were labeled conspiracy theorists and kooks. Oh, now they're going back to it. Now we're not conspiracy theorists I anymore. See. By the way, I cited the left wing reporting on it when I suggested this. Foreign intelligence entities, folks, passed information on Trump a long time ago on the Trump team and Trump associates. We said that, and liberals called us nuts. Now liberals are banking on that whole story. The new story, Joe is that, well, this started way back. It's not about the dossier, Joe. It started way back in 2015 when foreign intelligence entities passed information to the United States intelligence community that was very suspicious about the Trump team. It was in 2015. Yeah, really? Well, as the undercover Huber account brilliantly pointed out, that's fascinating, Joe. That's fascinating that this happened back in 2015 because the Trump team members you allege were part of the collusion narrative, Carter Page and George Papadopoulos. Joe, were they hired by the Trump team in 2015? No. The short answer, Joe, <laughs> is no. no. And the longer answer is yet in Niet. Russia. Niet. It. They were not hired in 2015, you dopes. How could the spying operation on... So just to be clear, the new narrative, it's not about Trump because the dossier was about Trump and that's their whole case. The new narrative is no, 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 no. I know we called you conspiracy theorists for saying foreign intelligence was spying on Trump a while ago. But no, no, now they were again. Now you're not conspiracy theorists again, even though you cited our own reporting. You guys were right. It started in 2015 when suspicious traffic was picked up. And you can thank this colossal idiot john schindler i never even heard of this goofball who is not he's nothing but a police state goon for right he's the one now he wrote a piece at the observer which is laughable that oh no now it was the nsa and now we're back to the 67th different version of how this paragraph one started on this case no, no, now it was traffic exchanged by foreign intel entities in the NSA. And Joe, keep in mind, they never tell you what it actually was. Duh. So now we're supposed to take it at face value that in 2015, some horrible information about the Trump team, by the way, about people apparently who weren't even hired yet, they weren't hired until 2016, Page and Papadopoulos, because that's what we were told by the same goons a little while ago that these guys started it. Oh, no, it was Carter Page. Carter Page, definitely. He was the one. He was a Russian uh, provocateur. He was. He's out on cable news right now. He was on Hannity the other night. No, no, it was George Papadopoulos. Really? Because they weren't hired until 2016. So how is it that your information... Oh, no, no, we're supposed to take John Schindler, police state advocate... Because liberals are they're quoting this guy. I'm not even going to link to the bit. It's so stupid. You can don't even, seriously read it if you want. You will lose brain cells trying to follow this guy's logic. The logic is no, no. Now we got some devastating information. But Joe, none of us are entitled to know what that is. By the way, we're just supposed to again trust the same entities that told us Papadopoulos did it. No, no, Page did it. No, Papadopoulos and Downer did it. The Australians did it. The British did it. No, in 2015 it happened. 
No one can get their story straight, but now we're supposed to trust them that in 2015, some horrible information about the Trump team that wasn't even hired yet, that, that that's the genesis of this whole thing. Pay no attention to the dossier behind the curtain. Folks, I mean, it's, it's um, it really is. It's unbelievable. It's, it's so incredible what's happening right now. In the United Kingdom, we got people getting locked up. We got press bans for, for, for uh, people videotaping things in a public space. We got, the, you know, the Chinese stealing information left and right from companies. I mean, we're, we are retreating backwards from a constitutional public. We got imbeciles like this, this, this goofball at the Observer writing, Oh, no, trust me. I have some experience here. It was some information given to the NSA, and we're all good now. We got Trey Gowdy, I don't know what happened to this guy, going on Martha McCallum going, hey, fellas, nothing to see. The FBI did everything by the book, including not notifying Congress for eight months, despite procedures dictating that they do it every three months. We have the FBI implanting spies in an effort to implant them in the Trump team and get information. And yet we're supposed to be told by Gowdy, nothing to see here. Police state Schindler goofball. Nothing to see here, guys. And we're all supposed to just take it at face value, despite never having been told the truth for five minutes during this entire thing. Give me a break. This whole collusion fairy tale was based on this dossier crap and this informant. And it's clear as day now that in an effort to cover their tracks desperately, they got a FISA warrant right before the election on Carter Page to put a legal face on it at a minimum an illicit and immoral spying operation on the Trump team. And the real story is the whole enchilada was based on a spurious, nonsensical dossier that was sworn to in court that was about Trump. And they cannot have the American public know that. Therefore, their efforts to hide paragraph one, which reads this. We received from the Clinton campaign fake dossier, which we used to spy on Trump. Period. Thank you. Have a good day. They can't tell you that. They can't tell you as far back as 2015. They were probably working with foreign intelligence to still spy on Trump. And found nothing. How do we know that, Joe? Because if this goofball at writing for the Observer is right, well, why wasn't a FISA warrant applied for if you had some reasonable basis to believe in probable cause in 2015? Why didn't you get it till October of 2016, right before the election, if this was such a devastating threat to democracy? Um, because it wasn't. Why didn't you brief the Trump team about the threats? Joe, are these not fair questions? Yeah, these are reasonable questions. If in 2015, according to this genius at The Observer, Mm -hmm. propaganda police stater, there was such devastating information about Trump team members they hadn't even hired yet, which is in and of itself stupid, about this unbelievable threat to democracy that required unprecedented hiding of an investigation from Congress into Trump, spying on political oppositions using third world banana republic tactics it was so deadly this operation to our constitutional republic that one nobody briefed the trump team and nobody sought a warrant to investigate it 
Oh, and by the way, you didn't even open a case till July of 2016, and you believe this idiot? <laughs> Unreal. 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 You know, folks, I, listen, I'm not claiming to be captain nonpartisan. I'm not. I'm a conservative and, 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 a, and a liberty lover. But as you've seen on this show, when we've challenged trade policies on this administration and we've challenged Gowdy and Rubio, too, this is not a Republican show. I, I can't say that enough. You, you can find that elsewhere, not here. But I, I cannot, I, I legitimately tell this, this, this Asha lady, for, or this former FBI agent commentator for CNN, this Schindler, former uh, intelligence guy, that so many people have sold their souls and this Faustian bargain, sold their souls to police state tactics in an effort to, to surgically attach their lips to the ass of the police state is one of the most disgusting episodes I have ever seen in my life. Ever. They say, oh, well, you're just a Trump guy. Really? I endorse Cruz, you idiots. Would you forget that? I'm not talking to my listeners. I'm talking to the dopes who criticize this show. Oh, we've never criticized Trump policy? You even listen to the show? You know how many nasty emails we get? Oh, you're just a standard down-the-line Republican. I don't even support the death penalty. I got a thousand emails about that. <laughs> you want a partisan hack, go somewhere else. I'm telling you what frightens the hell out of me is that this, you're, they're right about one thing. This isn't about Trump. This is about a dangerous lurch towards the far-left police state. Totalitarianism is a leftist streak. It is not a right-leaning streak. We lean towards limited government. Totalitarianism, big government, control of your money, your health care, and now your freedom, your privacy, and everything is a left streak. It is liberal fascism. And that these, these people with experience in the sphere, in the space, police state Schindler, Asha something. I don't even know her last name. It, it starts with an R. I, I, I forgive me. I, it's not even that difficult to pronounce. I just don't remember the name. Who does this FBI work for CNN? Proud. They're proud of the police state. Six foot thick walls in their skulls preventing the facts from getting in. Saying things that are ridiculous. To defend. They swore to defend the Constitution of the United States. They're using this toilet paper. And what the liberal media, the Pravda hack goons in the media, the same New York Times that defended the Soviet Union, still at it again today. The Washington Post, democracy dies in the darkness. You idiots turn the lights out. Disgusting. Makes me sick. All right, I want to get to just quickly some other news stories of the day. I really, again, didn't intend to spend that much time on this, but... I think it's important to take it out to 30,000 feet. You understand exactly what's going on. Just leave it at this. They are retreating. The Democrats are terrified. The story the whole time was Trump colluded with the Russians. That has now fallen apart because that was based on a fake dossier and a human spy. That story reflects extremely poorly now on the Democrats because the dossier was fake and the American public does not want to hear about a spy, which is what he was in the Trump team which is making the Democrats look bad. They are now trying to get a horse trade going. You guys don't bring up the spy again. We'll pretend this wasn't about Trump the whole time. The problem is they already swore to the warrants. There is no backing away. Chase them off the battlefield. Do not let them retreat. You hear me? You spineless Republicans up on Capitol Hill. Not all of you. 
hat tip out there to it pains me to say some of this in some respects, but hat tip out there to some of you who are doing the right thing. And I, I don't I don't mean to be a jerk about that, but I'm frequently disappointed by members of Congress. Thank you. Go after these guys or it'll happen again. All right. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Filter By. Filter By. It's spring cleaning time. And like Trump is cleaning out corrupt officials. Thank you, Armacost. You can clean up the air you breathe and make your HVAC system great again. They write this stuff. That's why you should support Filter By. And folks, don't procrastinate. Otherwise, dust, mold, and pollutants will clog up your system. It'll become inefficient and end up costing you a lot of money. Sounds like the federal government. Clean up your HVAC system with my friends, our friends at FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. You know you have an HVAC filter in your house, an air filter. You know you do. So why not support a company that supports our values? FilterBuy. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all ship free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. America, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade. So you'll be removing dangerous mold, dust, pollen, and other allergy-aggravating junk out of the air while maximizing the efficiency of your system and giving your lungs a break. Right now, you can save 5%. It's a nice savings when you set up auto delivery. So you'll never need to think about air filters again. Save money. Save time. Breathe better without buddies at FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. We love FilterBuy. Go replace your air filters. We need them. Yeah. All right. Let me check the time here. I want to just motor through a couple of others because I've been really heavy on the Russia stuff the last few days. And I know uh, a lot of you tune in also for the news of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a funny story on a lighter note yesterday. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is in the show notes too. Washington Times piece. You'll get a kick out of it. It's short, but it's sweet. Uh, New York Times reporter Julie Davis was at the Nashville rally for Trump the other day and was whining about how people were calling her fake news. <laughs> Okay, he's premise one set up, Joe. New York Times <laughs> reporter at rally tweeting and complaining about being called fake news. <laughs> this New York Times reporter gets called out at the rally for reporting fake news. I'm not This is not a joke. At the rally, she reports the crowd size for Donald Trump as being a thousand people. The crowd size was 5,500 <laughs> people. Okay. <laughs> now, that's not a listen. I would give her a pass, Joe, if it was 2,000. Yeah. Maybe even 3,000. People can easily misinterpret crowd size. I even did it as a Secret Service agent once in a while where you'd be like, you were off by about 10%. Not uncommon. But 5,000? How do you mistake 1,000 people for 5,000? Because you wanted to make the president look like an idiot. So I find it comical that she tweets. Uh, you got to read the piece. She's tweeting about f- being, uh, oh, gosh, this is so bad. We're called fake news at these rallies. But, and then she tweets fake news at the <laughs> rally. It's like head meet desk. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, yeah, unreal. Hey, here's a j- pro tip for you media outlets. If you want to stop being called fake news, stop being fake news. I'm just saying. There you Do go. your thing. Do your thing, fellas and ladies. All right. Great piece by Walter Williams, The Daily Signal. I will put up in the show notes today about the morality of capitalism versus socialism. This is frequently an argument left aside. Uh, a lot of times, I think conservatives, and I will agree here with liberals, uh, which is rare, but liberals will tell us, we, I know, we, you know, th- listen, you're making a mistake arguing purely on the economic perspectives of capitalism. Now, they're saying it for reasons to trap us in a corner, but they're not wrong. We Arguing the facts and the data of capitalism are great, and we should do that. But we should also keep in mind that there is a compassionate moral component to capitalism, too. 
What is that? You know, I, I've, I thought about an easy way to lay this out. And I think the problem we have with our Utes, to quote Joe Pesci from my cousin Vinny, the, the Utes in question. The problem we have with the Utes is they don't really understand that capitalism isn't so much an ism at all, as in it's a belief system. It just represents basic freedoms. And I thought about how to categorize this, and I've done this before, into a couple different easy ways to explain the morality of capitalism. And I'm not doing this in a flowery, snowflakey way. Com- capitalism is moral. Mm-hmm. It is ethical. Well, what is it? First, it's the existence of private property. And sometimes things are better explained by negation, right? Sometimes things are better explained, Joe, not by what they are, but by what they, by what they aren't. Mm-hmm. So when you explain to people that capitalism represents the ownership of one yourself, you can't be enslaved, which was our original sin, which we remedied through hundreds of thousands of lives lost, wiping the stain of slavery from our country. But private property not only means the ownership of yourself, but the ability to work to acquire things for you and your family's use that can't be taken from you. Now, what is the opposite of that? Property is always owned, right? It's not that, yeah. Joe, it doesn't disappear, right? No. No. The house you live in now, someone's going to own it, either you or the state. That's right. And if private entities, banks, Joe, Joe plus the bank, if he has a mortgage, mm-hmm. if you don't share ownership of it, someone else does. You bet. So whether property is owned or not is not the question. It's who owns it. So when you're explaining to your younger you know, youthful audience about how capitalism versus socialism, they need to understand that private property does not mean private, doesn't mean ownership. It is always owned. The only question is by negation. Okay, you don't believe in private property? When what do you believe in? The alternate, which is the government owns your property. So why, why do you have an iPhone? Why do you have a computer? Why not give it over to the government? Donate it to charity. Don't worry, they'll give it back to you. They're honest, right? <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> It's not just the principle. It's the negated principle that explains what the alternative is and makes it not palatable. So you don't believe in private property. That's what capitalism is. The ownership of yourself. You can't be enslaved. And private property. The ability to accumulate property. What do you believe? The government should indenture you to work for nothing? You believe the government should own your stuff? No, I don't believe that. Okay, then you're a capitalist. Second, wages, it kind of piggybacks off the first. But your ability to trade your labor for a wage is a hallmark of capitalism and not tyranny. Joe, how does your labor work in tyranny, in a, in a monarchy? You work for the king. Yeah. You work for the tyrant. That's right. As they said in the Soviet Union, you pretend to work and they pretended to pay you. Da, da, da. With worthless money. Da, da. New York Times ski. Right? New York Times ski. <laughs> right. The hallmark of capitalism is you work and you agree to a wage, a value for your work. Again, explain it by negation. What's your alternative? What what am I working for? That is capitalism. What what wait, what is your suggestion what I should work for? No, no, no. Um you should work for what nothing? Yeah, that's called indentured servitude or slavery. What what's your So if that's not your suggestion, what 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 are you suggesting we should work for? Positive vibes? <laughs> Be being paid in what? Marijuana leaves? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Explain it by negation, and it'll make sense. So you don't believe in private property. 
You believe in ownership of property because every property is owned, but who do you believe should own it? Oh, the go. Okay, so it makes sense for you to the government to take your stuff. No, it doesn't. Okay, thank you. You're a capitalist. Again, use negation. Secondly, wages. You don't believe we should work for wages? Well, what the hell should we work for? Good vibes? I don't understand what you're saying. Explain it by negation. Finally, the price system. Capitalism is hallmarked by private property, labor, trading your labor for a wage, an agreed wage, and a price system. We allocate scarce resources in the society by people's willingness to work and pay for them. Oh, that's horrible, Joe. We can't have that. Prices. Okay, explain it by negation. What's your solution? What, what's your solution? There are two ways to allocate resources, Joe, and only two. You can price them and people can work for them and acquire them. Or you can do what? You can ration them. There is no third way. Right. So explain it by negation. So let me get this straight. You don't believe in capital. You believe in rationing. That the government should pick 100 chairs and make them and ration them to 200 people. And they're going to pick those people how? Oh, by the, by the, by the good one. They're going to find, what are they going to do, an interview? A chair interview? A banana interview for bananas? You know who the government's going to give them to? Their buddies, the, the kleptocrats. Bingo! The, 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 uh, the, the, the oligarchs, the, the tyrants, their fellow tyrants. The connected few. So it's a great piece by Walter Williams. That, I'm, this stuff is me kind of improving on it, but it's a really good piece. It's in the show notes today about the morality of capitalism. And I just want you to understand explaining to these younger kids out there that you don't have to explain capitalism by what it is. You can explain capitalism by what it isn't. If you don't approve of prices, then you approve of rationing. Ask them to re- recommend the third choice to you. Well, what's the third option to allocate scarce resources? Water, food? How, how do you recommend they do it? Um, uh, uh, okay, there isn't one? Okay, thank you. So you're a capitalist. <laughs> Wages. You, you want to be a slave? You want to believe in indentured servitude? No. Okay, so you're a capitalist. You believe in trading your labor for an actual wage, not forced labor. Private property. You believe in private property. Okay, no, I don't believe in private property. Well, who should own the property? Oh, nobody. Nobody should own the property. That's not the way it works. The government either owns it or you do. There's no third option there. Oh, it's communal. Communal? Communal was the whole essence of communism, that the communist government owned the communes and the property. Where do you think they stole the food from where they starved people to death? Ah, frustrating stuff, man. All right. Um, I still have to get, I promised a friend of mine um, I would cover a story, and I'm going to get to it in the next few days. It's a really important one, and uh, it, I want to get to it. I just haven't, it's been, I've been so bogged down with everything. But please check out the show notes today. We've got some new uh, new products coming out at the Chum Store, too. We'll have a, a new supply of shirts. I know you've, a lot of you have been looking for them coming uh, uh, next month. I'll probably announce it tomorrow because uh, next month starts tomorrow, I think, right? Isn't yeah. it tomorrow, June? First yeah, day. Right. Yeah. All right, folks, I really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. I will see you all manana. Take it easy. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.